This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Everyone, it's Christian Fuchs here. I would like to say a big thank you to our fans and keep having our back for the upcoming Premier League season as well as the Europa League. Keep watching Leicester Fan TV. They have the latest news and they keep you up to date on LeicesterFanTV.com. So stay tuned and thanks for your support. Good evening, welcome to Leicester Fan TV. My name's Phil. We've got a very, very special edition of the Fox's Tail Show. It's 24 hours late, but it's worth the wait. That's what we'll say. We were going to do this last night, but we're doing it tonight. We have got the one, the only, Captain Fantastic, Steve Walsh, joining us very, very shortly. I want your questions to Walshy. What do you want to ask him about? The 94 Silence of the Lambs, the Swindon game... All sorts of questions you can even ask him about what he thinks we're going to do this season. It's over to you, so get your questions in. Welcome to the Fox's Tail Show. Welcome to Leicester Fan TV. With special thanks to our pals at ADT Taxis, Beatman, Piglet's Pantry, Tiger, Leicester Garage Conversions, Pink Vehicle Leasing, Hologram, The Fox's Arms, Moyer Weight Interiors, and our chosen charity, Memphis UK. We bring you the fans' views on the match each week, and your views matter to us. Join the fans' debate each match with us. Follow us at Leicester Fan TV. Welcome to the Foxes Tail Show. Let's hello to Matty SXX watching on YouTube. Ryan's watching on YouTube as well. Ben Tompkins is watching on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Don't forget we're streaming live on, of course, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope. Uh, good evening. Carlos is watching. How are you? Reese says he's looking forward to this one. Uh, Reese, are you excited as I am ready to talk to Walshy? Matt says, get the legend on. Um, Karen, hi, Karen is watching from USA, Tuscan, Arizona. Very, very good. Uh, good evening to you, LCFC Gray, and good evening to the legendary Steve Walsh. So many hellos coming in. Let's bring in Walshy. Let's start it off. Steve, how are you? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, um, it's great to be on your show tonight. Sorry for uh, 
letting you down a couple of times, but I'm uh, stay, stay. finally around now. So, uh, Captain yeah. Fantastic does not need to apologise to Leicester City fans <laughs> for anything. You're always forgiven. And uh, we're just very, very pleased to get you on here. I know Sinky is going to be joining us as well shortly. He's got some questions for you. Uh, James Moore says, good evening to you, Walshie. So does Craig good evening, Carver. James, Craig, yeah. Sharon, Ross, Sharon, Ross Baz. Everybody. Oh, so many hellos. I'll try and get as many up there, in there. Um, Baz, first question off the cuff here. Baz says, that 3-3 <laughs> game against Arsenal, what was said between you and Wrighty, Ian Wright? Or, yeah. Uh, go on. It's one of the best games I've ever played, and I can tell you. And when you ask me the question of your, your best goal or... Uh, you know which game was the best you played in. It, this is right up there, and um, and obviously nothing better than getting one over an Arsenal and uh, who thought they won the game. But uh, it, it was great, the elation of, of actually scoring. And the, we, me and Ian Wright had a bit of a running during the game. We always did have a lot of verbal uh, conversations, and um, <laughs> you know I, I just uh, thought it, it was great that I could. Uh, you know he, he'd had a bit of a pop before, and I thought well. Let's have a go at him now and just tell him what I think. And, uh, but it, it all kicked off, um, as you see, straight after the game. And he come running on the pitch and uh, Vieira. And there was a big uh, scrum down, if you will. And uh, it was quite, you know, his handbags really. But uh, <laughs> it was great memories for me. And, uh, you know, we ended up going to get being subjected to the FA panel of Lancaster Gate going down on the train. <laughs> O'Neill, I can tell you, was uh, was interested. He never said a word the whole way down. And, uh, you know, we got to the gates, at, uh, sorry, the steps at, at uh, Lancaster Gate and um, Ian Wright turns up with a chauffeur-driven driver and I'm we just <laughs> five miles from the train station with, uh, with Martin O'Neill. So uh, you can imagine. And, uh, and Ian Wright just said, look, well, she, he turned around just before going to the door and said, I'll, I'll give you a signed shirt if you're know, from that match, if you uh, if you just say nothing. So I thought, oh, I've got him, right, we'll do that. And uh, and that was it. So uh, bizarre and nothing happened. And uh, it, was, it, But it was great. What a memory, you know. Uh, I, I mean, Steve... Sorry. From I was going to say, from a fan's point point of view, I remember I was stood stood in the car. Yeah, it was still standing back then in in that game, I believe. And that Filbert Street was just explosive that night. It literally was yeah. on on big nights like that. There's yeah, not many it, places better. You know, you, you go to the King Power now, and I must admit, you know, for some of them games in the Champions League was incredible. You know what they do now, but. I'm still, you know, the old school and Filbert Street was electric, like you say. And uh, to score a goal, you know, in the cop end, you, you you couldn't imagine, from my point of view, the feeling. You know, I've actually been in the away end at a lot of Leicester games and I can understand the adrenaline rush you get from actually being in that cop. You know, it is it is like nothing else. But me scoring in front of you guys was even, you know, twice that adrenaline rush that you get. So you can imagine, yeah. you know, it's hard to get there now. And um, yet, you know, still the memories stay forever and I can still just picture that goal. Uh, Sonderax, who's watching on uh, YouTube, says, Walshie, any chance you can come out of retirement? We're a bit short. We could do with some well, 
I, if I if I could, I would. I need two new knees. I'm struggling to walk these days, but uh, you know me. I, I think I'll have a go at it. <laughs> I don't. I bet you would as well. I bet you would. Yeah, I mean, something we'll probably go on to talk about. Really, is is the positions at the minute, and and the, obviously with Johnny Evans suspended, we've got a bit of a dilemma. So it's something we'll probably speak about. But for me to play these days, um, no, I'm I'm completely finished and. Uh, you know, I, like I say, I'm just, I've got to have my knees done at some point. I'm just trying to spin it out. I've had enough of operation. So I'm just leaving it at the moment. Not yet. Carlos is watching and he says, who was the best striker you played against Ooh. in the Premier League? Yeah, that's a great name. Carlos Gonzalez. Gonzalez, yeah. Um, Should we sign him Carlos, up, Steve? You know what? It sounds like our next signing. Yeah, he well, does. Carlos Gonzalez. Yeah, that's right. 20 million. Yeah, you look back at the players, you know, Kenny Dalglish from the early days who I played against, you, you know, you look through the years and then there's Teddy Sheringham comes into it, there's Shearer, you know, Henry, uh, Bergkamp for me was absolutely, you know, top draw. So I, um, I've i got to ease right up there, but there's so many in them days and, you know, I don't see that. I don't know whether the quality these days is as good as 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 what we play. It's a different era, different times. Pitches are, are different, boots are different, footballs are different. But it moves on in every decade, and uh, I still believe that the decade that we played in, you know, and did so well against the top Man United teams and Arsenal's, and them players were, uh, you know, you look at them the legends that we played against. And uh, there's so many of them, but uh, Bergkamp, for me, he just had that X factor in, in you know, in his movement, in his presence, in his in his touch. He's, he was just a genius in in his vision and, and awareness. So I'd say Bergkamp right up there, you know, Shearer, all, all these players were would be up there as well. Um, Ross Howard, bit cheeky here, says, do you remember when you elbowed Chris Sutton? I do, yeah. You, and he, he says, you, sir, deserve that, a yeah. medal. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, it goes it goes back to Blackburn Rovers when um, he uh, stitched Matelia up in a, in, a, in a situation where I thought he should have pulled out, really. He knew what he was doing, and, um, and it was a really bad eye injury for Matelia. And uh, I'd remembered that, and... Um, <laughs> almost like you know we had to get him back but it was just the stupidest red card and um and it cost me nearly 60 70 grand that did in because i missed the cup final through it and, yeah uh, so it was my it was my heaviest um suspe suspension in in the terms of financial uh, situation so when the, the impact of that was uh, catastrophic for me you know um so it, it wasn't great uh I don't do I regret it no because uh, I didn't you know I don't know Chris Sutton was arrogant and he that I remember the free there was a free kick and he was nipping me from behind and I just elbowed him so there's it that's my right elbow I'm doing it again, again <laughs> yeah. as well no. <laughs> but uh, we all seem bad when I did you know but don't forget I was brought up the old way and uh, you know you can't do that you know imagine now these days I'd never um, I'd never get through a game would I. <laughs> I don't think so, Steve. Think Listen, so. let's add in uh, Sinky. Sinky, can you hear us? Okay, yeah, could I just mention, uh, going back to the Arsenal game, obviously you mentioned how good Burkamp was and he got a hat-trick that night. Actually, you know, when he scored that third goal, uh, I was commentating at the time and actually that commentary didn't make it into a football museum up in Manchester somewhere, which I discovered <laughs> by accident. 
But yeah, you're quite right. What a game it was. Uh, I was. I, I think actually after Walsh scored and the final whistle went, I think Wrighty ran off the bench towards you, didn't he? As well, he did. Yeah, so that's what happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was silly to do that. You know, there was there was no contest, but it was just. Uh, it was funny in the end, really. But it, it was great. Leicester fans loved it, and uh, with you know, because to get one over Arsenal is always. Uh, you know, we didn't get many opportunities or, or points against Arsenal and uh, it was it was just great to, to you know, get that equaliser after um, Bergkamp had, had torn Matt Elliott apart. So we, we at, at these Q&As now with Matt, we always bring this subject up and uh, <laughs> laugh and joke about it, but he was, uh, he was a great player. Uh, back to the Brian Little days, obviously, you know, you, you talked about having sendings off and you got uh, converted to a striker. What are your memories of uh, that process? Yeah, well, the, the memories are quite simple. It relates to uh, red cards, um, which you would, <laughs> I got sent off um, a couple of times, I think. And Brian um, Little had said to me that he had to do something, and uh, he uh, and he just kind of shoved me up front, you know. Um, and I, I went on a scoring spree. I, I scored about eight in nine, I think, eight goals. Yeah. Um, so. You know, and I, a, I, I did it in training with Brian Little. I'd always, you know, in five aside, I'd always be up front. I didn't like playing at the back. Um, you know, too much pressure on defenders. If you make a mistake, you're crucified. So, and it still is the same. It's um, high pressure for defenders and there's a freedom for forwards. But, uh, you know, if you're scoring goals, it's the best place to be on the pitch is is, is up front. And, uh, and I certainly uh, caused a lot of problems and linked up well with Joe Chim, speedy mate, you know, in a sense. Um so, you know, it, it worked and, you know, if we were up against it sometimes, that tactic worked quite well. And uh, I, I wish that sometimes we'd, you know, we we implemented it in one of the last, one of the uh, last games. None of those Man United late on, I think we needed something. And I think one of the centre-backs went up for it. I thought we could have done that earlier, 20 minutes earlier. And it, and it worked so well. We're, but... We want to play it out from the back all the time, which I understand that's the new way and the, the way we've got to do it. But in, it, in a pressure situation like that, sometimes you've got to just get it out of your feet and play it up, up you know, and, just have to go and try and force something, a mistake from someone. And, um, and we don't use that weapon enough. So it, it's, um, it's something that's gone out, going out, you know, it's grown out of the game, really. Could I just ask you about the, the Derby game? Because I, at Wembley, because I was behind the goal where you scored. And actually, yeah. after you'd scored, I think your eyes just went. And I thought you were going to run into me. And then <laughs> suddenly, luckily, in a way, I suppose you veered well, away. Well, I think you'd have well, kissed you if I'd have seen you. But, <laughs> you know, no, I, I think you were just in a world of your own. I was. And uh, because some so many uh, things were going through my mind, you know, not just the exhilaration and the, you know, uh, it was just the fact that I'd gone through so much that season. And, you know, it looked like I'd scored the winning goal, and it was. So it was incredible for me to go through. You know, I was never fit for that game I played. You know, with, I'd had a cruciate operation that year, played one game, I think. And uh, for me to come back and um, and get the winner was incredible. So that's, you know, a lot of people ask that question, is that the ultimate game that was for you? And, and I, I guess, in a way, yeah. Yeah, I've got, I can't say no to that question, but... There's so many things that, you know, happened and so many last-minute goals that winning, lifting the cup, 
you know, this they're all it was just a, a roller coaster ride from start to finish. And uh, the night, you know, the nineties for me to play at Wembley six times, I think, or seven times, you know, in that decade was incredible. I should have played against. Um, uh, uh, Tramir really, I, I, you know, I cost myself with that silly elbow we talked about earlier. Uh, so, and I should have been there lifting that, you know, that cup. And who knows what would have happened? But great for my partner Matt Elliott to to do that. Um, you know, to, especially for him, he scored two goals at Wembley. It, you know, me and him, are, I don't know, the only two in Leicester, I think, have scored in the final at a playoff uh, like that. So it was great. It was great. And um, what a game, Derby. And, and it, against the old enemy, they didn't like me and I didn't like them. And uh, and it was simple. It, 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 the, the relationship wasn't nice. Um, but, you know, when I look back, I've got respect for Derby and Forest and Wolves, and I, I love them in the in the in the league with us. Them games were incredible, and uh, you know you'll go to Steve Bull and Wolves. You know you you look back and the fans, you know how they um, created a uh, you know a Walsh v Bull situation it was unbelievable. Every game I played in, gee, it was uh, it was scary just going out for the warm up, you know. So, I mean that 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 relationship you had with Steve Wool, which was quite venomous. During the matches, I think blossomed, Steve, into into a, yeah. a, a good friendship. It, it only blossomed when we finished our careers. Yes. You know, <laughs> uh, you know I, I, when he played on the pitch, I really, literally wanted to kick him off the pitch. As simple as that, as quick as I could, because he was a handful, and I'd do anything in in my powers to do that. And it was, and it got, he, he kept getting up, did bully. You know, he was he was quick. He chased everything. He was he was hard to play against, and. Uh, you know, he was difficult player for me to play against, but he, you know, we had a lot of respect for each other in the end. We stayed at uh, our clubs for a long time and uh, loyal to that club, um, which he was. He could have probably moved away, but uh, decided to, to stay. So, uh, no, they were, they were great days. Um, you talked, just going back to the 94 playoff final, we, we interviewed, we had a chat with Brian Littler about six, seven weeks ago. And he said that day when he put you up, up top, he thought his job was on the line if it hadn't come off. He thought he would. It, it was you know, that what? much of a gamble, and he. When he sat down with us and named the team, I thought he got it wrong completely. I really did. I didn't see that coming in in a at twelve o'clock before the game. I absolutely thought this is wrong. He doesn't feel right. Uh, and yeah, it, it worked. I mean, Derby missed a lot of chances. Don't forget in that game, and should have really done better, but. Uh, you know, in the end, Brian's made the right, um, you know, moves and um, and it's worked. The plan worked and it took a lot of people by surprise. But, uh, you know, it worked and it, and it was, um, you know, I, obviously I, indebted to him for, for what he did because it made me a, a, a instant hero with uh, Leicester. And Steve, you touched on it earlier. We call that a plan B. Leicester fans now on, on here, we still talk about it. Last season, we talked about it to death. Plan B for Leicester City. There is there is times, and you did touch on it, where you just think when we're lo perhaps losing one nil or we need something in the last five or ten minutes, we we think we've got somebody like Wes Morgan. I do. Um, just, well. What have you got um, to lose when you are yeah. losing? Yeah, there's nothing to lose, uh, absolutely, and, I, and I'd like to see it, you know, now and again happen because it does take, especially now, teams don't expect that, you know, and yet 
is we know that times have changed, but I still think that it could, you know, cause a few problems. We've got some big lads there at the back, you know, who, who I think could do that similar job, but uh, it's not chosen uh, way. You know, you know, we know how football has, has uh, developed and changed, and um, it does frustrate me a little bit sometimes when there's ten minutes left and we're still trying to play out when we, we you know, we're, we're one down or, or, yeah. or whatever, and you've got to get back in the game. But you know, saying that. We have scored some last-minute equaliser, and, and and you look at the football we play. We play some fantastic stuff. So there's an argument uh, now of, of of how to do it. But still, you know that is one for for the jury. You know, you look. I still teach my my. Uh, you know, in in our college games, I would uh, I definitely re resort to that tactic sometimes, and uh, yeah, it long ball, yeah, but it's effective sometimes. Yeah, we did used to score a lot of uh, a lot of headers from corners in in your day. Defenders coming up, we seemed to get a lot of goals in that in that era. Uh, yeah, quite that way, didn't we? We did, and you know we had players who knew. You know, like myself, I attacked the ball. For, and, and do you remember how high we get when when you yeah. jump from the edge? When you've got to run at someone. See, there's a few goals we've given away by zonal marking. I don't agree with zonal marking. I do sometimes, as long as you've got one player that can attack the ball from a corner. We have conceded two or three goals, I think, through uh, zonal marking where someone's running and headed the ball. Just like if, if if they did that and I was playing, if they didn't get a block on me, I'd score every time against Leicester. I know I would, but it, it, you know I was dangerous and um, and I was fearless and I, and, I, and I would go in where it hurts. And people don't do that anymore. And the heading the ball doesn't really. Uh, you know, it's it's not as it's not with the, with the modern day football. It, it's not you know people don't head the ball as much as we did, and uh, obviously uh, it's it's different uh, right through the decades. Obviously, Birchin will uh, Alan will tell us stories about how how different it was, and, and my dad goes on about you know um, <laughs> the keepers in the back of the net in them days. Yeah. And heading one of them balls, you could imagine. Um, so, yeah, listen, it, it has changed, but uh, still got footballs with the same kind of weight and things like that. But they go a lot faster these days. Yeah. Pitches are different. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a, a great fact that it worked for less than, and it's not in the modern game. But uh, it's still, I'd like us to, you know, sometimes use it. And I think we will. I think Brendan's got, he's not daft. I think that um, in situations, you know, I think a couple of managers before him, I would say, um, would never think of that. And that was frustrating, you know, and I think Brendan might do now and again. So let's see, you know, uh, we might not be in that position, but we'll see. I mean, Walshie, obviously you're a defender for Leicester. You scored 53 goals as well for Leicester, which is like right up there in the in the the the, the 62, city. I think it was mate yeah 62, 62. i've done you a disservice yeah. you're on uh, you've got yep. a wikipedia it's wrong i think so 62 it was and if i think there's one missing i think it's 63 i've had this argument with uh, John <laughs> which, which is the one then which is the missing one? It, was, it was my 16th goal that season in 93 um so I actually scored 16 goals in that season. That was my last one in that final. And um, I believe that that wasn't um, put down. But uh, I think John has agreed. And uh, I think it is 63 uh, goals. But I'll, I'll ask him again and double check before everybody sends messages in saying it's 62. <laughs> what the, qu the question somebody was going to lead on to that as well was asking about, the, again, from your time to now time, 
Do, do you feel, Leicester, at the moment, with, with Vardy and effectively Nacho, do you think we are a striker short at the moment? Do you think, do you well, think we could do with pulling one in? Is Slimani back? Again, there's, there's a few questions around. I'd like to think that we would, you know, Brendan's not stupid. I think in the market, he's quite shrewd. You know, I think Leicester have been very good in the transfer market. They're very careful. Uh, they can compete with the best in, in terms of financial uh, money that's been input into um, transfers now. We're, we're competing with a lot of the big clubs, which is great to see. Yeah. Although, you know, we've got some players that you're getting good value for. I think it was good money for Chilwell. Slimani, we paid a lot of money for him and he's not been, okay, he's not had a fair chance, but I don't, you know, he's, he's not done it for me. Iannaccio is nearly there. He's a nearly man. He's, you know, not quite. So it's an area that Ben will be looking at carefully, especially if Ford gets injured. We have a problem. I think everybody knows that. Um, and I wouldn't, you know, I've watched this space. It's simple as that. I, you know, if there's no more signs, I think that we've got, a squad that is is very good, but it's going to need bolstering in certain areas, which I think, you know, you look at the start of the season, Johnny Evans is out, uh, Big Wes is, how long can he carry on? Um, he's great for some games in, in, in the Premier League. He just he fits back in there, but will he get caught out? I don't know. Um, and will it be time for him to think about something else? Again, um, that's up to the player himself and, and the club. But he's a brilliant you know, when I think of Wes now, I still when he stepped in, what, what was the last game he, he played? Um, he played in a couple, didn't he, towards the end? And Came in towards the end, yeah. Yeah, there was there was one game he slipped right into, but brilliant, you know, and, and he, I think we won 1-0 against somebody and uh, was it Sheffield United? Yeah. Um, or, or yeah, and he had a brilliant game. You know, I thought, look at that, what a decision that from the manager to bring him in, careful thought. And, um, you know, Wes is still a dressing room player that we need. He keeps that team spirit together. Uh, but he can't go on as well. So you've got to look at, uh, you know, Evans and Soju would be number one choices, obviously. Um, whether we play um, a different formation with, with three at the back, then, you know, um, we've got the, uh, we've got Bennett, Ryan Bennett, which, you know, is still um, not tried and tested enough. Um, I think he's played well, but he, he's got caught time in one of the games a little bit. You know, he got found out a little bit. So, you know, but I think the tactic looked quite good for me, that back three at, at, at times. And, and obviously in games, we have to play different formations and different scenarios and, and to combat different um, shapes from other teams. So it's a real uh, mind game for a manager in what, what you do. So, you know, you look at, at these younger players coming through, it's fantastic to see. Luke Thomas did really well for me. I think that there's a lot to come from him. James Justin, who uh, almost can play, he could play in the back three as or or a, as a centre back. Even looking at him, if he's you know with a Johnny Evans or someone who can just help him a little bit, so he's got um, room to play in three or four positions. Um, so that's a, that's a good thing for a manager. Um, but there's going to be. You know, we do need to strengthen. And you see the top clubs are, are paying a lot of money. I don't think whether they've done it right with some of the signings. I'm, I'm not sure. Newcastle, Bay, Wilson, and you know, a lot of money. Uh, will it work? Yeah, probably will. But, you know, are they good enough um, to compete against the top four? What are we looking at? Are we looking at competing again against the top four and getting a break into the top four? Are we top six or are we going to be lower? Who, who knows? And it's important that you look at the fixtures and we've got... 
you know, two, three, four games in the first three or four that we've got to win three of them, I think, early on to get a good um, a stronghold in, in the league. Yeah, and obviously we're waiting on Piera to come back, which I think will be a, a bonus. Yeah, and, uh, Do you know what? Matt, put Madison, of course, has got to get fit. So how yeah. long will it be until we can see them again, I wonder? I know Ricardo's been, a, you know, obviously what a player he is. And uh, I, I believe that, you know, Maybe James Justin Ricardo could even play in that in that position. So that that right side is pretty much um, you know very strong. Uh, obviously, Chilwell's left now. Will Luke Thomas be the one? I think he'll be working hard uh, to establish and keep his place. Um, you know, Harvey Barnes has done ever so well. And don't forget, these young lads are learning the trade, and yeah. they need time. You, you know, um, the demands are high. Um, in this league and you've got to sometimes as a manager that you've got to and what people don't understand is that you know young players can get really found out and their careers can be over if they're not looked after and brought in at the right time and nurtured in the right way although in our days it was different we were thrown in you know and yet you see young players coming in and really taking off so some some players need time you've got foreign players who come in sometimes they need a little bit more time just to settle in and uh I think the squad as a whole, you know, we've got the makings of something good. I think we're building the right foundations uh, for the future. We've got fantastic training ground. So that's why, you know, with what we are, we're very careful with, with money. And, um, and you know, I think we that Brendan's the right man in, in charge. I think he's done well um, overall, tactically. Um, so, you know, it is good times at the moment and um, we were so close, you know, to, to get into a cup final. We were so close to getting that Champions League four place. Yeah. For me, it could have been wrapped up a lot earlier and um, it, it, we were unlucky in, in a lot of ways, but so were other teams and you could see Man United's momentum took them through in the end and uh, it was a shame because I really thought we were a better team than Man United in that last game. I thought we played better yeah. than Man United. Um, yeah, it was dis so disappointing. You know, I was really, I had a good feeling that we were going to win that game, and um, but we missed out narrowly. So it's been a, you know, uh, again, you know, with the, so many things have happened with in history books of with Vardy and uh, obviously scoring nine goals against Southampton. So it's been a great season when you look at it, but. Everyone feels because we just missed out. It feels like we've lost everything, you know. But know. you know, listen, that's football, and uh, you go again. You go again, Steve. Before we let you go, yes, um, I've had quite a few questions. Two thousand and I think two thousand and seven, you took your name into the ring to be like Leicester manager. It's never quite happened. Oh, trust me, oh. trust me. There would be thirty thousand fans love you to be yeah, a manager. I know. Leicester. Yeah. One day, yeah. one day. But tell us, tell us briefly. Do you think you ever could be one day? And tell us about AFDA, no, which is your academy. Yeah. Listen, Come on. my time, um, you think you know, I'm out of football too long to uh, go back into this game. Although, you know, it'd be nice to be involved in a professional club, but I'm, I'm yeah. happy. You know, what I do with Muzzy at our uh, academy is quite rewarding with, um, you know, Advanced Football Development Academy. We, we've got yeah. a big education football programme. We're trying to find pathways for these young lads and we get them into employment. We know that many contacts and people. So we've got a real good family and team spirit down there that um, we've got a big intake this year. So it's great. But, you know, when I look back at management, I've missed out narrowly, I think, when I first left. But, you know, as I left Leicester, I, that shouldn't have been allowed, really. Um, I should have been, you know, gone into my coaching badges straight away 
been part of the team, but Peter Taylor was the thought otherwise. And um, yeah, so I'm still not, uh, you know, I've never talked to him the way that he pushed me out of the club because, um, you know, between you and me, there was a few things that how he did it was wrong. And um, I've lived with it. I'm still, um, still hurt by it. But, you know, life goes on again and we go again. But football is still in my blood. I watch, you know, it's great that I'm ambassador for the club. I enjoy what I do at Leicester City Football Club and around the community. So uh, I'm, I'm, I've got, you know, now I'm just starting to feel a bit better about things around you know, what I do in the community. So it's great. Steve, the fans will nug me if I don't ask you about Peter Taylor now. You've opened the door well, there. You're allowed to say I, anymore. I, I, I swear then or, or not. Um, I better not swear, but I will say to Peter, you know, I'll smack him the next time I see him if he comes down to lecture. I'm telling you, that's how bad it goes. So there you go. Yeah. We've got that. Thank you, old Shane. Thank yeah. you. We, yeah. Uh, you're treating the same as Chris Sutton, Steve Bull, and the rest. That's right, yeah. But, uh, you got a great show, uh, Billy. I've enjoyed it, and uh, I'll tune in a little bit more. I didn't realise it was this good. I never well, thought I never, you think, I never, The one thing I'll say about Peter Taylor is he never looked you in the eye when you were interviewing him. He always looked right. He, he was just bizarre. He just wanted me out, and uh, the way he did it was was wrong. And offered me more money to leave. You know, you, it's just wrong. You know, it's not in the the ethics of of. of what I deserved, you know, if he'd have pulled me to one side and said, look, you know, Steve, I think it's time you're packed. I'm not, you're not going to be in my plan. Anything like that, you know, would have been better than the way that, you know, you're sending somebody out on the training pitch to offer the Wolves to me. I went to train for Wolves in Wolves, you know, bizarrely. <laughs> the fans would have killed me. Imagine that. <laughs> Jeez. Yes, I can imagine, yeah. Mind you, it's a bit like David Speedy coming to Leicester. Well, that was, yeah. And, and uh, Speedy got, you know, the very yeah. first day he got nailed on in, in the treatment room by his throat. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Did I, yeah. yeah, for diving down. So. Well, Things we all knew right. he died. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was quite well, nice to deal with, Dave, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When, was yeah. he was a nuisance, he was a mess, and uh, he was still... <laughs> I forged a good relationship with him in the end. Uh, me and him worked. It was, you know, similar to Joe Jim in a way, even though he didn't have pace, but Speedy could finish. And it was that big striker and little, you know, that, that Brian uh, liked and um, and it worked. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks, John, for joining us tonight. It's great, been great having Sinky back with us. And of course, Steve Walsh. And um, Steve, if anybody, if there's any young talent in Leicestershire, they need to go to AFDA Academy, don't they? Yeah, of course. I mean, listen, we're uh, we're always open, and it's, it'll be 16 year olds now. So, we're, yeah, we're, we've got a, we're opening another site in um, in Colville. I've not told anybody that, so you're the first to know that. Exclusive. That's been agreed today, so that will go ahead um, next September. So it, it's great. We're you know we've got about 60, 70 kids. Well, no, we've got about 80 kids now this year doing a degree program as well. So there, there's a lot of pathways for for these kids in it and it's quite rewarding for me and muzzy now that we're giving something back in a in a nice way brilliant thanks Thank steve for joining us thanks Sinky. i'll let you yeah. both go you, steve. yeah join us again soon will she anytime yeah that'd be great i will do i'll let the chaps go wow how about that everybody that has been absolutely brilliant some stories there from Walshy. peter taylor not a fan of uh steve ball chris sutton darby oh we could talk with Walshy for like well, a week, couldn't we, and do that. Let's get your final few comments in here. Um, Chris says, well, she should have given Sutton an, an elbow with the right and Taylor with your left. I think we're going to have to leave this. Oh, and Ross is 
bringing in Dennis Wise. We don't want to go there either. Uh, Chris Gutteridge says we all have Peter Taylor. This is turning into Peter Taylor bashing. Well, she will be pleased. Listen, thanks everybody for watching and getting your comments in. It's been another brilliant Foxes Tales show. The season is nearly with us. It is West Brom on Sunday, tomorrow night, Friday night. We've got a fan zone show, 7.30 with Lock. So join that. And on Sunday, we've got the Aftermath show with Jamie from the Fox's Arms in Alcudia at 10am. Then we've got a pre-match show, which will be at 1.30. We've got half-time, which will be surprisingly at half-time. And then at full-time, as soon as that whistle goes, you join us here. You can come and celebrate Leicester winning at West Brom. My name's Phil. This is Leicester Fan TV. See you all soon. Welcome to Leicester Fan TV. With special thanks to our pal fans. ABT Taxis, Beat Me, Piglet's Pantry, Tiger, Leicester Garage Conversions, Pink Vehicle Leasing, Hologram, The Fox's Arms, Moyer Waiting Series, and our chosen charity, Memphis UK. We bring you the fans' views on the match each week, and your views matter to us. Join the fans' debate each match with us. Follow us at Leicester Fan TV. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.